0: hey what's going on welcome to talking football with ray guess what my name is ray and i'm the one here to talk football with you hope y'all are doing great here on this wednesday november the 10th the 9th It's the 10th let's have fun with it i got football to talk about A lot of football, a lot of stories out there. I'm going to start and talk about how the NFL went way too easy on the Packers and on Aaron Rodgers. I want to talk about how Alvin Kamara's status for the Saints versus the Titans is right up in the air. Trent Brown finally returns to the Patriots practice. Perhaps they can finally have a fully healthy offensive line. Mike White starting for the Jets. Jerry says the Cowboys were overconfident, and those Steelers are not good enough to overlook the lions first i want to tell you guys let me take a few seconds and tell you about our sponsors over at symbol if you've thought about investing in the stock market but you're worried about making the investment because you don't know enough about investing or perhaps right now you're just not ready to put that money into crypto why not invest into something you know all about guys and that is the sports market Symbol brilliantly combines sports betting and investments all in one place. On Symbol, you can invest in your favorite teams like the New England Patriots. You can take a long-term investment on a team like the Jacksonville Jaguars. Everybody, show your sports know-how by buying, trading, and selling shares in your favorite college, NFL, Major League Baseball, and NBA teams. You can earn money for every win. You can invest in season. You can invest out of season. It's up to you. Just remember, buy small, sell big. And this isn't some week-to-week gambling site, right, where you drop a wager on one game. This is your chance to be in it for the long haul. You can be cautious. You can be aggressive. Be a homer. It doesn't matter at all. Symbol is there for you to find value and for you to make money. And Symbol is offering an absolutely crazy promotion that I think they're insane for offering offering, and you're insane if you don't jump on this. However, click the link that I've left in the description. Use the promo code DPN, that's D-P-N, and Symbol will allow you to make a completely risk-free deposit up to $500. Use the promo code DPN and your deposit will be risk-free for 90 days, meaning if you lose money, meaning if you don't like the market, whatever reason you have, you can withdraw your initial deposit no matter what. So go check out what I think is the coolest gambling and investment site in the world. I've left the link to the symbol website in the descriptions below. I suggest you go check it out after this show is over. And show the world your sports know-how and how savvy of an investor you really are. Go check out Symbol by using the link I've left in the description. And make sure you use that promo code DPN and make a 90-day risk-free deposit up to $500. Now, before we get into the news today, I want to start with this. But the Carolina Panthers' Brian Burns came out today, was still whining and bitching and complaining about Mac Jones. He is almost demanding an apology right now. Mac Jones is like, hey, man, I've already moved on. Get over it. Brian Burns, ladies and gentlemen, is an embarrassment to defensive linemen all over the world. Listen, I played O-line. I get it. I never played. I played one time. I played defensive line. It was in a scrimmage, in the rain, in practice. I actually recovered a fumble, tried to run with the ball, and fumbled the ball myself. And if I would have just fallen the ball, we would have won the game. But I wanted to run with the football. But I put offensive line. So I think I can speak for anybody who had the word lineman in their name. Mac Jones hung on to Brian Burns' foot. Brian Burns then spun himself in the air. Hurt his ankle for a couple of plays, came back on the field, played almost the entire game after that, hurt himself again. In the meantime, Mr. Fairplay, who's upset about dirty Mac Jones, need Ramondre Stevenson in the head, game a concussion, went head to head with Damian Harris, put him out with a concussion. This deuce bag comes out today. Says, oh, I want an apology. I don't expect one though. And then says to all my uh, fellow defensive linemen, um, happy hunting. To me, it sounds like the Carolina Panthers are putting a fucking bounty on Mac Jones's head. And if that's the case, why is the NFL getting involved? I mean, shit, you suspended Sean Payton for a year for Bounty Gate. To me, to me, Brian Burns just stood up in front of the media. It's all over Twitter. There's video fucking evidence of it. He got up and he said, Pleasant hunting. Paraphrasing, I'm putting a bounty on Mac Jones's head. Listen here, Brian Burns. You are a 250-pound defensive lineman. Defensive end, whatever. It's defensive line. Being an offensive lineman myself, being someone who played line at a, at a higher level, you, sir, are an embarrassment to the profession. Because, I mean, he's ignoring when he crocodile-rolled players' ankles. He ignored the kicks in the heads. He ignored the helmet, the helmets. He's sitting there crying about a quarterback got a little bit too rough with him. And I would say this right to his face if I saw him. Brian Burns, you are a pussy. An absolute pussy. You're a crybaby you're an embarrassment, why don't you stop playing this? You should play flag football because I think touch football would be a little bit too rough for Mr. Brian Burns. And Panther fans that are here crying and whining about it, no, he's a pussy. And if you can't see that and you can't admit it, stop watching football yourself. Go watch a non-contact game. Go watch basketball where if they make contact with each other, they call a foul. Defensive lineman crying and complaining because a quarterback grabbed his ankle and he spun himself like a moron. My God, you know, this game used to be played by Warriors. This should be a game where a guy would break his ankle. He'd go to the sideline, tape it up, get back on the field. This pussy, a defender, 250 pound defensive lineman is crying about a, a quarterback three days, four days after the fact, he's already talked about it and he's still talking about it. The quarterback who hurt you has already moved on from it because It's a contact sport. He thought you had the football. He grabbed your foot. I don't believe he thought I had the football. So you think Mac Jones in the moment was like, oh, you know what I want to do? I want to grab this guy's foot. And maybe he'll spin like a fucking idiot and break his own ankle. Get out of here. Sam Darnold fractured something in his arm and played through the whole game. Your fucking quarterback's tougher than you. Like, Brian Burns, you are an embarrassment. An embarrassment. To the fucking position. And the fact that you don't see that you're a crybaby little bitch just, <clears throat> it just blows my mind, man. It really does. It really just blows my mind that you don't see it. That's it, though. That's all I got to say about that. We're going to get into the news. I'm going to clean it up. I'm not going to cuss because, well, some of this shit's got to go on news break. But I appreciate everybody's coming in here tonight. I appreciate everybody that's watching the show. Appreciate that, everybody who's, uh, you know, here. And um, listen, when you join the Ray Route Patreon page, you'll get four exclusive videos fueled by subjects that you give me every single day. That's right. When you become a Patreon member, you get four exclusive videos on Patreon Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. But that's not all. Every second Friday, I host a Patreon hangout for all of my Patreon members. And you have the opportunity to hang out on screen with me and the other Patreon members to chat about football life. Basically just chopping it up with friends every day. I also don't believe in making huge money off of this, man. I make money off of newsbreak. I make money off of companies. I don't have different tiers. I don't exclude people. I have one tier. It's five bucks. That's it. Right. Everybody pays the same thing and everybody gets all of the content and all of the perks, including the link to our discord page. That's exclusive to Patreon members The hang out every second Friday night where you can hang with me, hang with my boy. Lawrence comes on. He was there last week. Connor comes on, you know, we're just there on on Discord. We're always actively chatting about football. Come check out. Don't wait any longer. Sign up for my Patreon play, page. Click the link I left in the description. Or go to www.patreon.com slash DPN Sports. I promise you won't be disappointed. Come join our little community of football fans over on Patreon. So the NFL laid down its punishment to the Green Bay Packers and to Aaron Rodgers. And it was a joke. I think it was like a $300,000 fine to the Packers and $14,000 and change to Aaron Rodgers. Now, let's not forget Aaron Rodgers tested positive for COVID-19. And after he tested positive for COVID-19, it found out that he lied to the media that when he said he had been uh, vaccinated for COVID when he hadn't been And one of the big things was he broke the protocol by addressing the media without wearing a mask. There's videos of him not wearing a mask. The NFL says they do an investigation. Says, ah, they only broke a couple of things. This fine's good enough, right? Let's not forget, this is the NFL who took picks away from the Saints and the Raiders and the Titans had, you know, a storm come down on them because they broke COVID protocols last year. Chris Sims tweeted out, "C.D. Lamb was fined for $20,000 for having his jersey untucked last week. Aaron Rodgers was fined $14,000 for ignoring COVID protocols all season. I get the enforcement rules are different, but it just looks bad and it doesn't add up. I don't agree with Chris Sims very much. It's just him and I don't see eye to eye philosophically on a lot of different things. I also want to point out to everybody that Chris Sims is like the president of the Aaron Rodgers fan club. So for him to come out and be this critical about Aaron Rodgers is, is telling. The NFL had the opportunity to set an example, and they didn't. They had the opportunity to come out and put something out there, and they didn't. And here's a guy who disobeyed rules. Here's a guy who's, let's face it, been a bit of a pain this entire season for the league, for his team. Here's a guy who ad- addressed your media, breaking protocols. The NFL felt that CD Lamb, untucked shirt, was worth more of a fine than Aaron Rodgers breaking your health and safety protocols around a worldwide pandemic. Again, this is a league that. Deflated footballs mean more than domestic abuse. COVID-19 protocols being broken. Roger Goodell is going to continue to make these decisions and continue to show that him and the rest of the owners, and that includes the teams that I cheer for, they're scum of the earth because they consistently keep showing that they are by making these kind of ridiculous decisions. Now, on the gridiron, let's talk a little bit about Alvin Kamara. The Saints are already in trouble. They don't really have a quarterback. Yeah, they got Trevor Simeon, they got Taysom Hill. But we knew that this Saints team was going to run through Alvin Kamara as soon as Jameis Winston went down, lean on that run game. He missed practice today. And Andrew Callahan said, or sorry, um, Nick Underhill said that the Saints tried out three running backs today, have been hearing whispers that Kamara might have gotten a little banged up on Sunday, something to monitor this week. So we missed practice today. They're trying out running backs, even if he's good to go on Sunday. Anytime a guy is laboring with an injury and we see it all the time, they can miss snaps. They're not fully effective. And this couldn't have come at a worse time. For the New Orleans Saints. Let's not forget, Michael Thomas is now out for the season. Alva Com- Alvin Kamara is now dealing with this injury. They're dealing with Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill as their quarterback, with Jameis Winston being injured for the season with a torn ACL. You're in a division that has the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who you're trying to fight for and you're trying to fight against to try to go win the division. And I just, at this point, I don't understand how the Saints can have confidence going forward. Alvin Kamara is such a big piece. It's going to be. Interesting to see if he plays this weekend. And the Titans are a team who just lost Derrick Henry, who so you figure, oh, maybe that balances things out. But that Titans defense looked legitimate against the Rams last week. They're showing that they can play without Derrick Henry. That they he wasn't the well, he's the focal point of the team, but they could win without him. And that's a huge move. I don't know in the current situation the Saints are if they can win without Galvin Kamara. So him being banged up last week, missing practice today is really bad news if you're a New Orleans Saint. Now, New England Patriot fans got the news I think we've been waiting for maybe since the offseason because in the first like two plays of the season, Trent Brown hurt his calf, and he's been hurt ever since. He's been on the IR, could have been activated, wasn't activated. Tackle Trent Brown was finally seen at Patriots practice today indicating he's more than likely going to be ready to play this week or next week and the Patriots offensive line has been so horrible this year it's been so makeshift they've been trying to do all these kind of different things with it Trent Brown coming back is a big blessing for a team that's on a three-game win streak that's going up against one of the best pass rushes in the league against Cleveland this week having Trent Brown back is going to be such a big deal for the New England Patriots uh especially if they're out without one of their or both of their running backs Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris are both in concussion protocol right now it's looking I saw a tweet today that's saying it's he's probably uh Ramondre Stevenson they're they're Optimistic that Ramondre Stevenson is going to be back, but they're dealing with things. Andrew Callahan tweeted today, Matt Judon and Jamie Collins are absent from Patriots practice. Judon's wife is expecting, so that's probably why he wasn't there. Trent Brown has returned after weeks away on IR. James Furnettes is back on the practice squad. Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, and Gunnar Oshesky ran on a separate field because they are all in concussion protocol. And I think that if you're going to be down a running back... You're going up against a pass rush. You're going up against a defense like Cleveland. You're trying to keep momentum. You're trying to win your fourth straight game. This uh, this couldn't have come at a better time for New England. And it'll be interesting to see what they do. Do they slide him over to left tackle, move Isaiah Wynn to guard? Do they put Isaiah Wynn on the bench, keep on Wienu at right tackle, keep K- Karras at left guard, put Trent Brown at left tackle? It's going to be an interesting one to watch. But uh, it looks like Trent Brown is finally back for the Patriots, a very positive sign for an offensive line that has struggled mightily this season. And the New York Jets have announced that Mike White will be their starting quarterback when they face the Buffalo Bills this Sunday. And Mike White has opened up a lot of questions in New York, whether Jets fans and the gang green want to admit it or not. Robert Sala said something of the nature of Mike White shows what this offense is capable of doing and how this offense should operate. How much of a knock is that to the second overall pick, Zach Wilson, who just hasn't been operating efficiently at all? I mean, Mike White, what, beat the Cincinnati Bengals? Now, at this point, after the Jets game and the Browns game, I don't know how serious we can take the Cincinnati Bengals anymore, but Mike White, who had never started a game until that Bengals game, played his first NFL snap against the Patriots when Zach Wilson was injured. People ask me, you know, how did Mike White have so much success against the Bengals? I'm like, he had success success against the Patriots. Mike White actually showed he's a pretty decent quarterback. At this point, if you're the Jets, I don't know what you do. Now, more than likely, even if Mike White has a game of his life, you're probably not beating the Buffalo Bills this weekend. I know the Bills haven't looked great. I know they've dropped a couple in a row. I know they look terrible against the Jaguars, but you got to assume that they're going to be bouncing back. However, if Mike White goes out and really, really performs, they say that Zach Wilson could be ready next week. What if they win? What if they beat Buffalo? Or what if they almost beat Buffalo? What if he has a great showing? If you're Robert Sala, are you hesitant to put Zach Wilson back in? Do you just concede it? I mean, Zach Wilson's a a rookie quarterback. I'm not saying he's not going to bounce back from this and be good next year, the year after, whatever, as he develops through. But when you're talking about this season in particular, I mean, if Mike White is playing that well, why do you put Zach Wilson back in the game? So we got to see. All right, so the Dallas Cowboys are coming off what, I don't know, if I was a Cowboys fan, I think they'd be coming off would be a humiliating loss to Denver last week. I don't think they scored their first point until like late in the fourth quarter. Denver looked like such a better team. A Denver team who just lost Vaughn Miller to trade and a Dallas Cowboy team who just got their starting quarterback back, which, by the way, beat the Minnesota Vikings without him the week before. Uh, but Jerry Jones just basically said the Cowboys were overconfident. Around the NFL, tweeted Jerry Jones laminates internal, internally overconfident Cowboys in blowout loss. He said that was as flat as any team I've seen. And you know, sometimes they say you got to learn how to lose, how not to lose, before you can learn how to win. And maybe that was sort of that wake up call game for Dallas. I this is the type of da- this Dallas Cowboys team is the type of team that I would not want to be their next opponents, because you feel like that loss was going to rattle them, as it should have. That loss absolutely, positively should have rattled them. You look bad, you look terrible. I mean, two weeks ago I talked about how Dallas was like one of the most complete teams in the NFL, and then they just go get shellacked by the Denver Broncos, who, in reality aren't a very good football team. In fact, they got worse when they lost Vaughn Miller. Coincidentally, the Rams lost as well with Vaughn Miller. So, you know, again, the NFL, it's that any given Sunday thing. But I'm happy that Jerry Jones is recognizing it. I hope that Mike McCarthy recognized it as well. I hope the Cowboys team recognized it because they're going to bounce. They should bounce back. But sometimes you need to be humbled, right? When you're that high, when you're the king of the mountain, When nobody's knocking you off, you need to be humbled. And that game was humbling for Dallas. And that tells me they're probably going to bounce back. Now, if they come out and look flat again, then there should be some worry in Dallas. Now, the NFC East sucks. So even if they come out flat or they rumble, they'll probably make the playoffs. However, this is a team that looked like a freight train coming through. Their only loss up to now was against Tampa Bay in a very close game on the first game of the season. Otherwise, they could have easily have been like seven and zero going into this game. They had a bad loss. This Sunday is going to be big for them to bounce back—not just win, but bounce back and show they're that steamrolling team. Send a little bit of fear into their division. Send a little bit of fear left to the rest of their opponents in the NFL. And you know, again, in the NFL, any given Sunday, and I think most players, most teams, when you got to go up and you got to face. The Denver Lions, or the Denver, the Detroit Lions, I apologize. I was just talking about the Denver Broncos. You got to go face the Detroit Lions. You're probably going to be very confident, especially from a fan base perspective. Ben Roethlisberger said today, though, and this comes from uh, Gary Dulak says this uh, Steelers aren't good enough to overlook the winless Lions, and that's according to Ben Roethlisberger. And Ben Roethlisberger is 100% right. We're starting to see momentum, Pittsburgh's, rattled off some games in a row but i mean you look at that game against chicago they almost let chicago come back it's not like they're going out and really convincingly winning i just talked about them i think it was yesterday and i said at this point in time it's i'm i can't decide whether they're pretenders or contenders because they look like they look really really good sometimes they look really bad sometimes they look okay this is the type of game that can derail a season for a team like the steelers because you're kind of you kind of got your identity now you're you're trying to show the world you're trying to show the rest of the NFL hey we're legit you're just behind Baltimore now for the division you were fourth just a couple of weeks ago so you're you're right back in that mix this almost feels like that type of game where Pittsburgh's like if they're not focused and not set they can lose and Detroit's lost a couple of close games this year i mean they lost one to Baltimore on a what was like a sixty-four yard field goal, one that I don't think anybody thought they were Justin Tucker could make until he made it. So yeah, I agree with Roethlisberger. They're not. There's not many teams in the NFL right now. Actually, I don't think I can name a single team. Maybe the way Tampa Bay's been playing, that you have to have one hundred percent confidence that your team's going to walk in and beat any team on any given Sunday. And I'm happy that Ben showed his leadership and and basically sent a message to the rest of the team. Hey, we better take this serious because Detroit's not good, but there's no joke at the same time. And under the right circumstances, you can lose to Detroit. And that's the news for today, guys, and I appreciate everybody, and I just want to tell you that this video is, or this show is brought to you by Newsbreak. Over 1 billion users have downloaded the free Newsbreak app, getting access to all of their local news and content provided by Newsbreak. However, not only is Newsbreak a sponsor of my channel, it's also my boss and i've been marked as a top contributor of newsbreak covering the nfl what are you waiting for download the newsbreak app with the link that i left in the description and it directly supports my channel if you want transparency i'll give you transparency every time somebody downloads the newsbreak app from my link it directly puts money in my pocket so download the app get unlimited free access to all of your local news and all of my nfl content for free while also supporting the channel. It's a win-win for everybody, so please take 30 seconds and download the newsbreak app from the link that I've left in the description. And the last thing I want to address tonight is what team will exceed expectations in the second half of the NFL season? And I'm going to go super homerish on this one. Everybody knows that I'm a fan of the New England Patriots, and I'm going to go with the New England Patriots. Because I don't think the expectations on the Patriots right now is that they're going to come out and they're just going to take over the entire NFL. they got a tough schedule ahead of them. They got to play Cleveland. They got to play Tennessee. They got to play Buffalo twice. They got to play Indianapolis, who's starting to roll a little bit. So I don't think that anybody's going to look at them and be like, hey, look, they should be favorites in every game. However, I think they're going to beat Cleveland this weekend. I think they've got a good chance to beat Tennessee. I think they can split with Buffalo. I think that they have a good chance of beating Indianapolis. I think they're going to beat Atlanta. I think they're going to beat Jacksonville. Who knows what's going to happen in Miami? Because when it comes to the New England Patriots, anything can happen in Miami. But I've said that the Patriots need about 10 wins to make the playoffs. They've got eight games left. They need to go five and three. So I think they can beat Cleveland, I think they can beat Atlanta, I think they can beat Tennessee. I think they can split with Buffalo, I think they can beat Indy, I think they can beat Jacksonville, I think they can beat Miami. I'm not saying this is going to happen because I think it's be crazy for me to say it was going to happen. But I think there's a real possibility that the Patriots could go 7 and 1 if with a little bit of luck. It starts this Sunday with Cleveland. But if you're going to ask me right now what team is going to overachieve for the rest of this season, I've got no choice but to pick the New England Patriots. You may not like it. Sorry. It's it's really what I believe. And with that being said, guys, that ends the talk of football with Ray. Make sure you give a shout-out to the coward Brian Burns, who's still crying about the quarterback who hurt him. Make sure you check out my stuff on Newsbreak. Make sure you check out my YouTube channel. Make sure you download the podcast. All that different kind of stuff. If you're watching the video version, the live version of this, hey, download the podcast too. Re-listen to it tomorrow. Tell your friends how I feel about Brian Burns. Thank you to all 10 of my listeners. Now, I got more than that, but some guy online today told me that I got 10 listeners. And I was like, dude, hey, I got more people who pay to watch me on Patreon than 10. So those you on the podcast, I gave the fuck you under the chin. That's it. It's Wednesday. I got two more of these to go this week. God help me. Take care. Remember. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at DroppingIn.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify,